Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. For Thursday, March 18th, 2021, we're brought to you by the great Mike O'Neill at Today's Dentistry. Mike O'Neill's the best dentist I've ever gone to. You want healthy teeth? You want beautiful teeth? You call Dr. Mike O'Neill. You got to start with the best dentist. You can take great care of your teeth, but you need a dentist to back you up and take great care of your teeth as well. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Brad Stevens to Indiana. This, there are complications associated with Brad Stevens coming to Indiana that I think Indiana can kind of circumvent, but it's going to be a challenge. There are two of them that I can count other than all the other regular stuff. All right, but here are the two. Number one, there's the Butler issue. And the Butler issue, if it was just a matter of loyalty, that wouldn't be that big a deal. You know, people change employers all the time. You've got an athletic director at Butler who left Butler to go take the head basketball coach job at Nebraska about 20 years ago. That's how all this, all this change started. Remember, Barry Collier left to go to Nebraska. Thad Mata came in. Then he went to Xavier. Todd Licklider came in. He went to Iowa. And there's Brad Stevens. And this is how Brad Stevens ascended uh, up the ladder to become the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs. It's not just hey, I'm loyal to Butler because they gave me a chance and I don't want to coach for a, an in-state rival of theirs. Brad Stevens has a wife. Her name's Tracy. She is Brad's agent. She's a terrific attorney. She is also a member of the Board of Trustees at Butler University. We make fun of the Board of Trustees at Indiana from time to time as impediments toward that university's success. It's all good-natured. It's all in fun. Don't worry. But Tracy being on the board of trustees at Butler, like that's that's a position of some import and that she is there might cause that family to think, you know what, we've got to remain loyal to the place where Tracy is on the board of trustees. Indiana can overcome that. The Stevens family can overcome that. That's not a position where it's not like you're a member of the British royal family and all of a sudden you know, you're, you're moving to Yugoslavia and, and your, your husband is going to become 
the, uh, the chief potentate of, of Yugoslavia. That, that's not what this is, the former Yugoslavia. What this is, is something that can be overcome. There's also another thing that can be overcome, and that's the scheduling. Indiana, I'm sure, would say, you know what? Take your time, Brad. We know that your regular season schedule ends on May 16th. And whatever you do in the playoffs, let's say you play another month. You go through two series. All right? You want to come on Flag Day? You want to come at the end of June? That's fine. Come whenever you feel like you want to come. So from Indiana's perspective, that's cool. But from Boston's perspective... If Indiana and Brad Stevens come to an agreement that he's going to be the next head coach, they don't want a lame duck coach. And right now, they're like sixth in the Eastern Conference. So they're inside that playoff window. Now, they're only three games from dropping out of it. But you you would project that the Celtics, because they're talented and they're well coached, that they're going to move forward in that, in that Eastern Conference race. And they're going to move into the playoffs. And you want your team operating on all cylinders. And is Danny Ainge going to want a lame duck coach running his team into the playoffs? And would Danny Ainge, they just negotiated an extension for Brad Stevens a year ago. Do they want Brad Stevens with all that time and all that money on that contract coming in and being a head coach that the players are going to be like, hey, hey he's, he's leaving. He's on his way out. Do we really want to ball out for this guy? Does it matter? That's a question for the Celtics to answer. It's not a complication for Indiana. They'll wait for Brad Stevens. But will will the Celtics allow Brad Stevens to coach through the end of the season? Would they tell him, hey, good luck, goodbye, and elevate somebody from within to become the head coach as the playoffs are going to the or the Celtics are going to the playoffs? I've never heard of such a thing happening. So I don't know how that the kind of the challenge of scheduling works for the Celtics or for Indiana. It's not a clean break from the Boston Celtics is what I'm telling you. And Brad does have some loyalty to the Celtics and to Ainge. So that could become a little bit problematic. Maybe Brad says, hey, I don't want to talk about it until the end of the regular season or the end of the postseason. Or maybe, hey, talk to Tracy, right? So Brad isn't distracted. and They just don't have any conversations until the Celtics shut it down for the season after they get eliminated again in the playoffs, because let's face it, they're not going to the finals. I don't know what happens. These are interesting times. Rick Bozich down at WDRB, he's saying that the Indiana's got a field of like six, the top six that they're considering. Uh, Chris Beard from Texas Tech, Nate Oates from Alabama, uh, Scott Drew at Baylor. You got uh, John Beeline, Thad Mata, and Brad Stevens, those are the six guys. I got a problem. Those are all white guys. I, I think you got to figure out how to, at least if, you, if you're putting a, together a list of those you're considering, there have got to be some names of terrific black coaches in there as well. If that doesn't wind up being the case when you make the hire, that's the way it goes. But I think you've got to consider some. I, the Rooney rule doesn't exist in college basketball. But I think it's prudent to take a look all over and, and have a, uh, a broad palette from which you're selecting a coach. I get uncomfortable when it's all a bunch of white guys who've had success elsewhere. And, and that's exactly what we didn't hear Scott Dolson say when he was talking about potential candidates uh, this past Monday afternoon uh, when he said, you know, nothing, there are no restrictions whatsoever. It could be an assistant coach. We're not... 
I don't think, you know what, if it's not Brad Stevens, I'm not sure it's going to be any of those six. I can't believe Bearded come from uh, Texas Tech. There's no way you hire Scott Drew, right? Nate Oates, why would he come from Alabama? you got to get a fit for Indiana. Tell me how any of those guys fit Indiana. Maybe they could come in and win at Indiana. Maybe John Beeline, doesn't matter where he is. He wins at West Virginia, he wins at Michigan. Maybe he could come to IU and win. He's 68, so you probably need a succession plan, right? You need somebody on the staff who can step in at the end of three, four, five years. John Beeline left Michigan for a reason, right? What was the reason? If you're going to consider Thad Mata, why do you believe that his health is going to be better than what it was when he was at Ohio State with that back, right? Is that back going to be able to withstand two, three, four seasons at Indiana? you got to answer those questions. I would still like to see an IU guy on the list. Brad Stevens, not an IU guy, but I'm willing to accommodate him because he's a tremendous coach and a better human being, despite the fact that he graduated from DePaul and was a head coach at Butler. He would fit at IU. I'm in behind that. But I, I think at some point, you got to say, look, we just got done hiring Kelvin Sampson, Tom Crean, and uh, Archie Miller. For God's sake, let's not run down this same road again and selecting yet another head coach at Indiana. All right, let's talk about the Colts free agency. Really, really quiet yesterday. My goodness. Resigning Marlon Mack, not exactly the news that people are hoping to hear out of West 56, although it's good news. One year, two million bucks. If he can come back from that torn Achilles, that surgically repaired torn Achilles, you know what? And and ball out for two million bucks, you get a bargain in Marlon Mack. If he can't play, it's a nice consolation prize. And you say, Marlon, it didn't work out. It is really hard to come back and be 100% of what you were after your Achilles is torn because it's immobile for a long time and that calf just withers. And trying to get that sucker back to 100% in terms of explosiveness and strength and flexibility is really, really hard. Godspeed, Marlon Mack, really good guy. Terrific guy in the locker room. I like Marlon Mack a lot. Hopefully he's able to get it done. Uh, In other Colts news, if you want to call this Colts news, Uh, Defensive tackle Andrew Brown was claimed off waivers by the Colts. Uh, He played for the Texans in 2020, the Bengals 17 through 19. In his four-year career, 17 total tackles. This is not a guy that we're going to wake up and say in October, hey, glad we got this guy. He's carrying us. He's not DeForest Buckner as a defensive tackle. He's a guy. Other teams, they got to work yesterday. They spent money early. We'll see if it works out for them. Chris Ballard does not do that. He does not run into free agency and start bidding and participating in auctions for this early talent. He doesn't do that. He waits until all the dumb money spends. Then he comes in and goes to the kind of clearance rack finding quality merchandise. This is the secret to shopping successfully. You wait. You don't shop retail, right? This sweater. I got this sweater at Nordstrom. You know what I got it for? I got it for like 70% off. It's a navy blue sweater. Who cares what it costs, right? Go get some navy blue sweaters. And if it costs you 60% off, you win. Because this is how Chris Ballard has put together a roster to where he's got $46 under the cap. 
to go spend either on extending internal guys or going out and getting free agents because he is a careful shopper. He doesn't run around and get hysterical and get caught up in the frenzy. And all of a sudden, he's paying four year, uh, $60 million over four years for Trey Hendrickson as an edge rush guy. All right? This is, he is prudent. He is selective. He shops with this, not with this. And that's a good thing more often than not. Sometimes you got to spend some money. Patrick Peterson, he goes to the Minnesota Vikings. The Bills, they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Kyle Long signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he was retired after playing seven years with the Bears. Got tired of that. He's only played 30 games in his last four years. So can he stay healthy despite the recent rest? Good question. The Cardinals, they signed A.J. Green, who had spent his entire career with the Bengals, a terrific career. The Washington football team signed Curtis Samuel. A lot of guys going to other teams. That's the way it is. But there are going to be guys that Chris Ballard gets who are going to plug into the holes that they've got quite nicely. Left tackle, cornerback, right? Maybe linebacker. Uh, where else you got holes? Wide receiver, right? Edge rush. Not in that order. Edge rush, really important. Probably in order of, of importance, Left tackle and edge rush, 1A and 1B, then wide receiver, then cornerback. We'll see if they're able to sign Xavier Rhodes, see if they're able to sign T.Y. Hilton. That would plug a couple of those holes from within. Wouldn't that be nice? The Pacers lose last night, 124-115. That's their sixth home loss in a row, the longest home losing streak for this franchise since Michael Jordan's rookie year of 1984-1985. Are they going to become sellers at the trade deadline? What are they going to do? You didn't have Jeremy Lamb. You didn't have T.J. Warren last night. You know what? This is quickly unraveling a little bit. Now they go on the road again. Pacers not having a good time of it. And that's the way it goes sometimes. You know what? But if you were going to have not a good year, this is not a good year. This is a good year to not have a good year, right? Very few fans in the stands. Not a lot of hysteria around the NBA at this point. Not a bad thing. Tomas Sabonis with another triple-double. Last night, for what that's worth, uh, 18, 11, and 11. If you get a triple-double and you lose, I don't think you should get credit for the triple-double. I don't think a triple-double should be called a triple-double or count toward that total if you lose. Because that's just stat stuff. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays. I screwed up birthdays yesterday. Frank Cole, Kerry Copenhaver, uh, Daniel Walker, Jim Grumbacher, Jeffrey Dial, Jerry Crom. Uh, Sally, the great Sally Jensen, Sal celebrating a birthday, Terry Hirsch, Ron Boyd. That was yesterday. I screwed up. I did the week before uh, the Wednesday birthdays. Today, Scott Newland, happy birthday, Catherine Bailey, Danny Rinker, Jim Nixon, the great Vice Simpson celebrating a birthday, Linda Lay, Bruce Baum, happy birthday. The great Bruce Baum is a Facebook friend of mine. Unbelievable. Brian Porter, Annette Malone, Bev Bowen, and Denise Basinger. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Don't suppress each other. Subscribe on YouTube. Let's go. All right? Like, ring the bell, do all that stuff. I appreciate it. We'll talk later today inside Indiana Sports Now. Maybe you will know a little bit of something about Brad Stevens and his candidacy to become the next head coach in Indiana. Maybe we'll know something about the Colts and free agency. Maybe they're going to have uh, an announcement today about a signing for a guy. Carson Wentz going to wear number two. What's that mean to you? 
Doesn't mean anything to me. Doug Flutie, number two. Matty Ryan, number two. Not a lot of quarterbacks have worn number two or successfully.